This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following audio drama is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the all-new Mutual Audio Network. Act 4, Scene 1. A cavern. In the middle, a boiling cauldron surrounded by three witches. Thrice the brinded cat hath mewed. Thrice and once the hedge pig whined. Harpier cries, tis time, tis time. (laughs) Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone, days and nights has thirty-one. Sweltered venom sleeping got, boiled out first in the charmed pot. Devil, devil, toil and treble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a fenny snake in the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of newt and tongue of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm sting, lizard's leg and owlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like the hell broth boil and bubble. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Scale of dragon, tooth of wolf, which is mummy, maw, and gulf of the raven, salt sea shark, root of hemlock digged in the dark, silvered in the moon's eclipse, nose of Turk and Tartar's lips, ditch delivered by a drab, make the gruel thick and slab, add thereto a tiger's chaudron, for the ingredients of our cauldron. Double, 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 toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Pull it with a baboon's blood, then the charm is firm and good. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Macbeth enters the cavern. How now, you secret black and midnight hags? What is to you do? A, a deed, deed without, without a name. name. I conjure you, by that which you profess, however you come to know it, answer me. Though you untie the winds and let them fight against the churches, though the yesty waves confound and swallow navigation up, the castles topple on their warders' heads. The palaces and pyramids do slope their heads to their foundations. 
him until destruction sickened. Answer me! Speak. Demand. We'll answer. Say, if thou wouldst rather hear it from our mouths or from our masters. Call him. Let me see him. For in cell's blood that hath eaten, her nine pharaoh, grease that sweaten, from the murderer's gibbet throw into the flame. Come, high or low, thyself and office deathly show. The first apparition, a helmeted head, rises from the cauldron. Tell me, thou unknown power. He knows thy thought. Hear his speech, but say thou not. Macbeth! 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 Beware, Macduff! Beware the vein of fife! Oh, dismiss thee! Enough! The first apparition descends. Whate'er thou art, for thy good caution, thanks. Thou hast harped my fear aright, but one word more. He will not be commanded. Here's another, more potent than the first. The second apparition, a bloody child, rises from the cauldron. Macbeth! 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 Had I three ears, I'd hear thee. Be bloody bold and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man. For none of women born shall harm Macbeth. The second apparition descends. Then live, Macduff. What need I fear of thee? But yet I'll make assurance double sure, and take a bond of fate. Thou shalt not live, that I may tell pale-hearted fear it lies, and sleep in spite of thunder. The third apparition rises, a child crowned, with a tree in his hand. What is this thing that rises like the issue of a king, and wears upon his baby brow the round and top of sovereignty? Listen, but speak not to it. Be lion-meddled, proud, and take no care who chafes, who frets, or where conspires are. Macbeth shall never vanquished be until great Burnham Wood to high Dunsinane Hill shall come against him. The third apparition descends. That will never be. Who can impress the forest? Bid the tree unfix his earthbound root. Sweet bodements, good. Rebellion's head rise never till the wood of Burnham rise, and our high-placed Macbeth shall live the lease of nature, pay his breath to time and mortal custom. Yet my heart throbs to know one thing. Tell me, if your art can tell so much, shall Banquo's issue ever reign in this kingdom? Seek to know no more. I will be satisfied. Deny me this, and an eternal curse fall on you. Let me know. Show! 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 Show his eyes and and grieve his heart. Come like shadows, so depart. Macbeth sees a show of eight kings, the last with a looking-glass in his hand. The ghost of Banquo brings up the rear. Thou art too like the spirit of Banquo. Down! Thy crown doth sear mine eyeballs, and thy hair, thou other gold-bound brow, is like the first. A third is like the former. Filthy hags, why do you show me this? A fourth, start eyes. What, will the line stretch out to the crack of doom? Another yet, a seventh, I'll see no more. And yet the eighth appears, who bears a glass which shows me many more. 
and some I see the twofold balls and treble septus carry. Horrible sight! Now I see tis true, for the blood-bolted Banquo smiles upon me and points at them for his. All the apparitions vanish. What? Is this so? <laughs> the witches dance and then vanish. <laughs> What are they? Gone? Let this pernicious hour stand I accursed in the calendar. Come in without there. Lennox enters the cavern. What's your grace's will? Saw you the weird sisters? No, my lord. Came they not by you? No, indeed, my lord. Infected be the air whereon they ride, and damned all those that trust them. I did hear the galloping of horse. Who was came by? Tis two or three, my lord, that bring you word Macduff is fled to England. Fled to England? I, my good lord. Time thou anticipatest my dread exploits. The flighty purpose never is o'ertook unless the deed go with it. From this moment the very firstlings of my heart shall be the firstlings of my hand. And even now, to crown my thoughts with acts, be it thought and done. The castle of Macduff I will surprise, seize upon Fife, give to the edge of the sword his wife, his babes, and all unfortunate souls that trace him in his line. No boasting like a fool. This deed I'll do before this purpose cool. But no more sights. Where are these gentlemen? Come, bring me where they are. Macbeth and Lennox exit. Scene 2. Fife. Macduff's Castle. Lady Macduff enters, followed by Ross and Lady Macduff's son. What had he done to make him fly the land? You must have patience, madam. He had none. His flight was madness. When our actions do not, our fears do make us traitors. My dearest cousin, I pray you, school yourself. But for your husband, he is noble, wise, judicious, and best knows the fits of the season. I dare not speak much further. My pretty God's blessings upon you. Fathered he is, and yet he's fatherless. I'm so much a fool, should I stay longer. It would be my disgrace and your discomfort. I take my leave at once. Ross departs. Sirrah, your father's dead. <laughs> Poor bird, thou'lst never fear the net. Why should I, mother? Poor birds they are not set for. My father is not dead, for all your saying. Yes, he is dead. How wilt thou do for a father? <laughs> Was my father a traitor, mother? Aye, that he was. What is a traitor? Why, one that swears and, and lies. And be all traitors that do so? Every one that does so is a traitor and must be hanged. And must they all be hanged that swear and lie? Mm -hmm. Every one. Who must hang them? Why, the honest men... <laughs> Then the liars and swearers are fools, for there are liars and swearers enough to beat the honest men and hang up them. Poor Prattler, how thou talkst. <laughs> the two murderers enter. What are these faces? Where is your husband? I hope in no such place so unsanctified where such as thou mayst find him. He's a traitor. Thou liest, thou shag-haired villain. What? You egg? Young fry of treachery? The first murderer stabs Lady Macduff's son. Ah! He has 
killed me, mother. Run away, I pray you. Young Macduff dies. Lady Macduff runs from the murderers who follow her. Murder! Scene 3. England. Malcolm and Macduff stand before the king's palace. What I believe, I'll wail. What no believe, and what I can redress, as I shall find the time to, friend, I will. This tyrant, whose sole name blisters our tongues, was once thought honest. You have loved him well. I am not treacherous. But Macbeth is. Oh, Scotland. Scotland. Bleed, bleed, poor country. But I shall crave your pardon. If such a one be fit to govern, speak. I am as I have spoken. Devilish Macbeth, by many of these trains, has sought to win me into his power, and modest wisdom plucks me from overcredulous haste. But God above deal between thee and me, for even now I put myself to thy direction, and unspeak mine own detraction. What I am... Truly is thine, and my poor country's to command. Whither, indeed, before thy here approach, old Seward, with ten thousand warlike men, already at a point, was setting forth. Now, wheel together. Ross approaches on horseback. See, who comes here? My countryman, but yet I know him not. My ever-gentle cousin. Welcome hither. I know him now? Good God! The times remove the means that make us strangers. Sir, come in. Stand Scotland where it did? Alas, poor country. Almost afraid to know itself. It cannot be called our mother, but our grave. Where sighs and groans and shrieks that rend the air are made, not marked. Where violent sorrow seems a modern ecstasy. The dead man's knell is there, scarce asked for who. And good men's lives expire before the flowers in her caps. Dying, or ere they sicken. How does my wife? Why, well. And all my children? Well, too. The tyrant has not battered at their peace. No, they were well at peace when I did leave them. Be not a miser of your speech, how ghost. When I came hither to transport the tidings, which I have heavily borne, there ran a rumor of many worthy fellows that were out. Now is the time of help. Your eye in Scotland would create soldiers. Make our women fight to doff their dire distresses. Be it their comfort, we are coming thither. Gracious England hath lent us good seaward and ten thousand men, an older and a better soldier none that Christendom gives out. Would I could answer this comfort with the like, but I have words that would be howled out in the desert air where hearing should not latch them. What concern they? The general cause? Or is it a fee grief due to some single breast? No mind that's honest, but in it share some woe, though the main part pertains to you alone. If it be mine, keep it not from me. Quickly, let me have it. Let not your ears despise my tongue forever, which shall possess them with the heaviest sound that ever yet they heard. I guess at it. Your castle is surprised, your wife and babes savagely slaughtered. To relate the matter were on the quarry of these murdered deer to add the death of you. Merciful heaven! My children, too. Wife, children, servants, all that could be found. 
And I must be from thence. My wife killed too? I have said. Be comforted. Let's make us medicines of our great revenge to cure this deadly grief. Macbeth has no children. All my pretty ones. Did you say all? Oh, hell right. All. What, all my pretty chickens and their dam at one fell swoop? Dispute it like a man. I shall do so, but I must also feel it as a man. I cannot but remember such things were that were most precious to me. Did heaven look on and would not take their part? Be this the whetstone of your sword. Let grief convert to anger. Blunt not the heart. Enrage it. Oh, I could play the woman with mine eyes and brag it with my tongue. But, gentle heavens, cut short all intermission. Front to front, bring thou this fiend of Scotland and myself. Within my sword's length, set him. If he scape, heaven forgive him too. This tune goes manly. Come, go we to the king. Our power is ready. Our lack is nothing but our leave. Macbeth is ripe for shaking, and the powers above put on their instruments. Receive what cheer you may. The night is long that never finds the day. Malcolm, Macduff, and Ross enter the palace. Sixty-three audio. Hi, this is Marcy Bell Lunchpocket, one of the members of the Narada Radio Company. This portion of Pulpery Theater is brought to you by Arrowhawk Real Trail Mix. Remember, friends, unlike all of those other so-called trail mixes, Arrowhawk, another fine product of irresponsible mills of Oakville, Tennessee, is made up of all those wonderful things actually found on the trail, such as tree bark, pine needles, pebbles, clumps of clay, leaves, bird droppings, and for an added crunch, those dried husks that locusts leave on the trunks of trees. But that's not all, friends. Coming soon from Arrowhawk is a brand new protein mix that includes delicious, chewy, dried earthworms. Mm-mm. So remember, Arrowhawk is not available in stores. Go to our website and order the Arrowhawk Real Trail Mix of your choice today. If you're eating trail mix and break your teeth on a rock, chances are you're enjoying Arrowhawk. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.